Welcome to our bonus episode of the Feral Ferals. Traffic episode. It is the traffic episode. It's our very first bonus episode. It is going to be revolving around traffic, especially Clarksville traffic, a little bit of Nashville traffic, etiquette on the road, as well as etiquette on the interstate. And we want to know what you think. If we should add things at the end of this, once you're done listening, make sure to comment or uh, message us and say, hey, you should add this or you should mention this or, hey, I want to mention this. So definitely respond. Give us some responses. Give us some feedback. We want to hear from you. We are the people's voice. We want to hear. We want to make sure that people hear you. And if they can't hear you or if you're shy or if you just don't feel like your voice is being heard, I don't mind being the loud ass voice for you. Yes. Justin will be quiet and calm. I'll be loud. Yeah. I drive defensively a lot. And I'm usually a counter puncher, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm an <clears throat> aggressive driver. I feel like that's a word that's very that very much is always used with my name. <laughs> to be expected, I think. So I'm an aggressive driver. I I look out all my windows. I I expect I pretty much try to anticipate what's going on around me. So that's that. Yes. Because I'm no means, I'm by no means like the best driver. I think I'm a pretty decent driver. George says I almost killed him once, but he's only ridden with me like four times, so. Well, it was either <laughs> get in there or just wait forever. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've ridden with me a thousand times. You're one of the only people I will ride with. And that's saying something, because Justin don't ride with nobody. I usually don't ride with you that much because I get sick. Not because you're a bad driver, because I have motion sickness. I think a lot of it is not really how good of a driver you are, but like how you can follow, I don't know, simple rules, use common sense, follow the speed limit, um... Pay attention to signs. Don't, you know, veer across multiple lanes of traffic. Obvious things, you know, and it's not about how good and skillful you are as a driver. It's just like there's blatant things that are just being disregarded that shouldn't be. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today. Oh, yeah. But I will, like I said, disclaimer. I am not saying that I'm an amazing driver. I just am pointing out things that I see, giving my honest opinion, coming at you with what's going on around here and how maybe we can, like, if you can hear someone else's opinion, maybe you could, like, form your own opinion or, like, maybe take a step back if this is you. Like, if one of the people that we talk about being an asshole or an idiot, if if that's you, like, maybe take a second to reflect and figure out maybe something you could do to change it for the better. I find it hard to obey all traffic rules because the people around me basically will not let me follow those traffic rules. I'm being forced into breaking the law myself because 
nobody else is okay for instance speed limits 45 everybody's doing 60 if you really do 45 to 50 you're gonna have let's just say you're doing let's let's just say you're doing 50 there's somebody all over your back bumper and you literally have to go faster to get out of their way it just that's insane like that you have to be you're being pushed into something that you don't want necessarily want to do and that'll get into another segment of talking about you know getting police officers that you know having the police presence the traffic presence or traffic policing presence it there's not enough, number one. There's not enough police officers. There's not enough sheriff deputies. There's not enough in the county and the city to take over, to, to be able to catch every single person. But why are we pulling people over for tent when when people are going 90 miles an hour in a 35-mile-an-hour zone? Like, literally endangering people's lives and getting in the turning lane when we're trying to turn into a, a business or turning into our homes. Like, are you for real? The two biggest problems I've seen here lately is <clears throat> right out front of L.R. Harper here at Craft Street. The school bus is stopped at the Salvation Army across the street. And I do believe there is a chapel across the street. And sometimes there's a lot of kids that get off the bus at the Salvation Army. And as the school bus is going through its normal thing of stopping and the stop sign comes out, the lights are flashing, all this stuff. And we hear air horn almost every other time it stops. And it's because people are passing the school bus in the turning lane, which is probably the worst thing you could do. And then like the second to last, the worst thing you could do is just keep on going in the oncoming lane and passing the school bus. You're not supposed, you're supposed to stop. You're supposed to treat the yellow lights like a, like the yellow light at a stoplight, you're supposed to slow down. <clears throat> and then when the red light comes on and the stop sign comes out, you're supposed to stop. And the kids could be crossing the road or anything could happen. <clears throat> the only other thing I've seen besides that is people getting impatient. And that was the school bus. People getting impatient with the city bus stopping because there's a city bus stop right out front here. And... People are getting impatient with the bus having to stop at the at the bus stop there, and people are jumping in the turn lane and going around. The only problem with that is people could be occupying that turning lane trying to turn in here. I just don't understand why people have to be so impatient. It doesn't even have to be a bus involved. It could just simply be using the turning lane as a passing lane. And and what I've noticed is a lot of these, um, you know, Macintoshes down here and these dump trucks, there's a turn in next to another automotive shop down here. And the trucks are getting in the turning lane in front of the shop. <laughs> I don't know what that distance is right there, but it's way more than you would ever need. Way more. I would understand if traffic was backed up and you needed to get over, like you're you're getting into traffic. However... You're getting in the turning lane a mile, a half a mile before you need to get into it, therefore hindering any of my customers or us trying to get into the turning lane to turn into the business. And that's completely and totally unsafe. Do you, 
I've seen so many people try to pass people while I'm in the turning lane to try to turn into here. That's insane. And let's be honest, it all could be avoided. There's no I, there's no way you're in that much of a rush without your flashing lights on. There's just no way. You should have left earlier. Or you should just make the phone call and say, hey, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be late. That or none of that. And you just drive like a maniac because you're crazed. You're a crazed individual. Insane. That's just crazy to me. So, I mean, that's just one little example of what we're going to talk about right here. Um, you know, turning lanes are meant to turn. But you're also not meant to stop before you get in the turning lane. Like, gauge your distance. For real, gauge your distance. You can get in the turning lane and slow down as you're getting in the turning lane to stop to turn into said wherever you're going. There's no need to stop in the main traffic lane to get in the turning lane the, to then stop and turn. Well, what I've noticed is like businesses that are closer to the intersection than the actual turn off of the intersection itself. People are getting in the turning lane so early that people that are going to stop. Okay. I'll just use Trenton road. I'll just use, I'll pick on Trenton road. Like when you're going that's down the worst, that's all I'll let you know. That's one of the worst roads like in Clarksville. It is when you're going down Wilma and you, are going to turn left to go down Trenton. I feel like if you don't get in the turning lane soon, then somebody is going to pass you from behind and be up beside you to where you can't even get over. However, if you do try to get over honestly faster than you should sooner, not necessarily faster, but sooner, like sooner than you should. But then there, if there's somebody turning into, let's say Burger King, that's literally before the Trenton one. So then you have to stop and wait for them to turn off. And then you'll miss the light if you do that. But here's the thing. But why are you getting in the turning lane that soon? Why are you getting in the turning lane that soon? And then some people, that's not enough for them. They jump back into the fast lane and go around those cars very dangerously. And I'm just like, man, these people just don't realize how fast they could be killed out here, you know? And, well, and you know, I'm not going to not say that it's just the people. It's the infrastructure here. Yeah, it's a lot of the people. Why, yeah, it is a lot of the people, but why, why are we build building so fast? Why are we building so fast and we do not have the infrastructure to to support it? It makes no sense. It's like a direct result of people only have so many hours on a day to get stuff done. They just, they're rushing everywhere. And I'm not saying it's their fault, but I'm saying the way they drive is definitely their fault. I'm not saying that. It's definitely their fault how they choose to drive. But it just seems like there's so many people in one spot that there's just chaos. And, you know, that infrastructure part of it, this is going to lead us into... I know you've seen the expansion. If you're an across the river in, we dealt with the the widening of 48 all the way down. Yep. Uh, to 149, and that's fine and dandy. I'm so happy that got done. Insert sarcasm. Uh, I really, in all actuality, yes, that that's awesome that it got done. However, 
all it did was create more space for the same amount of cars to go through. That's literally all it did. That's all it did. And don't, I mean, hey, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think we should have had the, um, I think we should have had the 374 connection 101st. For those of you that don't know, I'm a, Justin and I are true born and raised natives of Clarksville, Tennessee. We have been in Clarksville our entire lives. We've seen some changes. We're not old enough to see certain changes, but we are old enough to see the majority of the changes from the nineties into now. Yeah. It makes you kind of wonder, which I'm not saying that it's easily built or it can just be built quickly. Yeah. Like a bridge going across from, uh, the end of 79 going all the way. I guess that would end up in Palmyra. Well, it's somewhere. on 149. It's not 79. It's 374. It's 101st Parkway. It's the 101st Parkway. Well, what I'm saying is that's where it ends is 79. Right. It ends on Highway 79 on Dover, a.k.a. Dover Road. Um, And it needs to go. It, that expansion needed to happen 10 years ago. And there, because there's so many people that live across the river a.k.a. the south side of Montgomery County, for those of you that don't know or that are new to the area or new to us. Um, the south side of the county is across the river, air quote. <laughs> and uh, that is where we're originally from. However, whenever you're originally from Clarkson, Montgomery County, we've had, we're a military town. We've had Fort Campbell. We're used to Fort Campbell. We're used to the soldiers. We're used to the 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 coming in and out, the influx, the the turnover rate of that. And uh, that expansion should have happened 10 years ago. And now I think they have everything approved. I think they were getting ready to get the land or finishing up that. And now we're just waiting on something from the state. I'm not quite sure. I don't know the facts of that. Do not quote me. Mm -mm. I don't know either. However, I do know that instead of making a bigger space for the same amount of people, and don't get me wrong, you are building out there too. We're building more houses out there. So now we have a couple more people out there, right? Mm -hmm. But most of them are retired soldiers or soldiers or uh, DOD. They're working on the base. So they're having to drive all the way through town to get onto base, or they're having to go up. 149 to hit the ferry to hit Dover Road to come back onto base out there at Palmyra Road. There's a Palmyra Road across the river and there's a Palmyra Road on base. So they're trying to get to the ferry that's off of 149 where the TVA is to go over to that side of town. Well, that I'm sorry, but who has time to ride on a ferry every day? Like that's a lot of traffic going through there. You're going to come through Clarksville, go up Riverside and go up Boot Hill. Right. Did you know that that's a 45-minute drive at minimum? And on a certain time of day, it's at mi- it's at least an hour, hour and a half. Which is whatever. I mean, if that's, the way, if that's what's got to be done, you know. Right. But that's a drive to Nashville. I'd, and you get paid more in Nashville. Yeah. Why would you drive that far if you could just drive another 10, 15 minutes and get paid, you know, $25,000 more dollars a year, you know? I'll give you my example. I worked at the landfill for two years. I got a job offer. Double my yearly salary with benefits. I was driving every day to the landfill. It took me 35 minutes to go to the landfill. And I lived just across the river. Like, I didn't live further out into the county towards Dixon or Houston County or Stewart Stewart County. Houston County, sorry. 
or Cheatham County. I didn't live far, far out in the county. I lived just across the river and it still took me 35 minutes to get to work every single day. And then it took me about 40 minutes to get home. <laughs> Afternoon traffic and whatnot. Right. So, and I was barely skating in at 5 to 5.15 to get Lizzie from daycare. Now, I got my job offer, double my yearly salary. I want you to know it was a 15 extra minute drive to work. To Nashville. Downtown Nashville. I had to be on the interstate between 5 and 5.09 a.m. I promise you those minutes count when you get on that interstate in the morning. Because if you get on there past 5.15 a.m., you are running into traffic. Or worse traffic than what it already was. So I was on the interstate at 5 a.m. I got to work at 5.40 to 5.45, depending on, you know... And um, I didn't have to be there till six. So I had a good 15 minute extra, you know, leeway. Well, I would leave work at three and I would be home by 345, which gave me 30 minutes to decompress. Kind of like let myself, you know, let me breathe for a minute. Let me have a glass of, you know, let me have a quick glass of sweet tea or wine and just kind of, whoa, give me 30 minutes to just myself. And I was able to go get Lizzie and spend an extra hour with my daughter. So I got an extra hour. Yeah, I had to get up early and get dressed and ready and, and go on the interstate. But I was home. I was there in 45 minutes. Did my job, left, was in home home within 45 minutes and still had an extra hour with my baby for double my yearly salary. And then my real estate and we started the business and crazy and whatever. We're here now. But to me, that's... Was SRM on uh, 2nd? Yeah, it was close to 2nd <clears throat> Avenue. Yeah, it was downtown. Right. Um, they Their headquarters moved out to uh, Murphy's or uh, Rutherford County out in Smyrna. So they went back home. So the time is 30 minutes from Cumberland Heights to by County out on Dover road. Yep. And then the time from Cumberland Heights to second Avenue in downtown Nashville is 50 minutes. Oh yeah. So, and you're looking at the traffic now, like, yeah, that's, that's just random times right yeah. there. But the thing about it is, that's not much time apart, really, still. It's 20 minutes. If you're going by that time of day on that, it's 20 minutes time difference. Yeah, but you got to look at what time you went to work versus what time you came that's home That's what I'm to. saying. Like, that, you're looking at it right now. Yeah, it's going to take 50 minutes now, but it only took me 40 minutes. I think it was like 42 minutes. You were on the interstate morning. at what time? Five. Between 5 and 5.09. I never tried to get past 5.09. Yeah. When's rush hour? Like, between 6.30 and 8.30. Or nine thirty. I don't know. So I don't that's go when that it's going to take you an hour and a half to get to Nashville. Yes, is then that time slot. So you were zipping right through forty minutes. It was like forty two minutes and some change. I don't know. It was and it by long. county didn't get started until what time of day? So well, uh, uh, TJ was usually there before me, and that was at like five thirty six or something like that. But you didn't come in. But until, I didn't come until like seven thirty. So she left. We would stagger sometimes. So you had work traffic. Yeah. So yeah, it the the time difference then was even cut down that even much more. Yeah, you know? and it's usually it was usually about forty minutes, forty five minutes to get home from the by county because I'm having to go through all of that traffic coming from the from the base going back out across the. I mean, having to sit in line at the riverside to go on to forty eight to get back out across the river. So yeah. Wow. It, it was a long, like, and I couldn't get, I had to go across the river to 
the daycare. So that was going because there's two ways. If you're not from around here, um, I on Riverside, if you go down Riverside, if you're coming from base, you come down Fort Campbell, you go down Providence Boulevard, a.k.a. Boot Hill, for those of you that don't know. You turn right onto Riverside where Taco Bell is. And then you go all the way down until you hit Highway 48 where the marina is now. Or for us OGs, the fairgrounds. That's where the fairgrounds were. That's the original fairgrounds. It was where the marina and the park is. So you'll turn down there. Well, there's you go straight across and it takes you out towards Montgomery Central. Or you turn right onto Zinc Plant Road, which it takes you straight to Zinc Plant at the end of it. But I lived in the Cumberland Heights area, in the Briarwood Cumberland so Heights area. So you had area. to drive past home and go but out I, of your way to go to the daycare. Yes. And then fight mm-hmm. daycare and, and then go, coming out of school traffic and people going home from work. And, and I never went down River Road. I never went down River Road when I got Lizzie from daycare because it was so hard to turn left out of the river out of River Road. To be you didn't able to do that, you didn't. Yeah, do I didn't that. want to do all that, and cause an accident, or get in an accident because someone else was being stupid. So I always took forty eight back and went across the river, went across McClure Bridge. Because you didn't want to wait for somebody that was nice enough to stop turning left in front of you into River Road, right? And to I let you turn, you know. Yeah, it, it was just yeah, no, I was good on it. So I, uh, you know, you have to take, and that's you have to take certain routes sometimes. So. I know Clarksville very well. So there are some times I'm like, well, this route is actually quicker if you go by mileage wise. However, it is this certain time of day. It's this certain time of month. There's a sale going on at this store. This is going to be the better route to get there. Yeah, there's something going on downtown uh, Clarksville, that Riverfest, or there's a wreck. Maybe pay attention. Navigation is key a lot. And how many times have we told somebody about the cut through, the the Porter's Bluff cut through? Oh, the Porter. They're like, I didn't even know you could get there from here. Hey, dude, that's a good cut through. It's a good cut through, and a lot of people didn't know about it. You can't. That's more of a cut through for smaller vehicles, like for actual passenger vehicles. If you have a big truck or trailer yes. or a big, don't do that cut through. Just go the go your normal ways that you can get. You your, can't. You'll get yourself into some trouble. Yeah, because there's some sharp narrow corners like that that porter's bluff corner trahern corner that's rough yikes i'm just sitting here thinking about like basically navigation is key a lot also paying attention to what's going on around you what the events are um at certain point in times of day you just can't go certain ways right and you know lunchtime on wilma shit show yeah it's just gonna be busy Dinner, dinner time on wilma shit show Yep. Morning rush hour, shit show. It's a shit show between uh, Need More Road and Exit 4 every day, all day long, I feel like. Black Friday, a couple years, impassable. Yeah, that's it. Why? I just, one time I went out there, um, Will Murdoff, during Black Friday, and it was, you literally, it, you could not travel. Yeah. Like, in the road, the parking lot. Gas station. I don't care where you were at. It would just made no sense to be there. It was insane. Um, well, let's talk about not just the traffic that's insane right there at um, uh, Wilma Rudolph. All of that, where Exit 4 is in the mall and whatnot. 
um, talk about staying in certain lanes. So if you're on Wilma Rudolph Boulevard and you are going towards the interstate, mm-hmm. there is there is one lane that is a pretty steady lane that you can get in and know that you can get over. And that's the middle lane on Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. That is the most safe lane that you will be in, the fastest lane that you will be in. However, it has huge potholes. It, in it. does have, po- well, it has huge potholes between- Manhole um, covers. Yes. Between like Dunkin' Donuts- and cry like that area, Banker's Title in that. Not yes, Duncan, Baskin Robbins, and uh, Banker's Title area. The middle lane between there and Needmore have a shit ton of um, potholes or not potholes, but like manhole covers that you gotta right in the driving. Like there's right just something in your about, line. There's just something about the words manhole. <laughs> um. But there's it, the manholes are all in your drive line, like it's right there. You're not not gonna miss those damn manholes. No. Well, um, but it is the most neutral lane to be it, in. It really is. It's the most neutral lane to be in because everybody's stacking in the right hand lane to turn right before the mall where Cheddar's and Train is. Y'all have such a pattern. Y'all are so cute. You guys are patterned as fuck. You're either in the right hand lane to turn right there to go into the mall that way. Or you're in the left-hand lane because you want to go to Walmart. Are y'all fucking kidding me? It gets old, man. It gets old. Or you want to get on the interstate to go to uh, Kentucky or exit one. That's why they're in that lane. Mm Y'all are so patterned. Y'all, it's so easy to see. And how my aggressive driving is, I'm going to stay in that middle lane until I'm ready to get over and turn. I get over, get over into my turning lane and go all on the way out. Respectfully, nicely, with my turn signals on, <laughs> by the way. I use those bad boys. If you don't know where they are, they're usually on the left-hand side of your steering wheel. If you paddle it down, it tells you you're going left. If you paddle it up, it tells you're going right. I think the only vehicle that has it on the right <laughs> side is a Land Rover, of some old-school Land Rover. But most time, yes. It's on the left-hand side. Again, down is left, up is right. Mm-hmm. They blink and signal where you're going in when you're changing lanes or if you're turning off of the road. If you don't know how to use it, please come by to 11 Craft Street. We'll teach you. Man. <laughs> um, Everybody's but, either going too fast or they're going too slow. George Carlin. They're going too fast or they're going too slow. They're going too fast. They're crazy as hell. If they're going too slow. They're stupid as hell. <laughs> George Carlin. Yes. So, um, but so there's that pattern. You guys. Get into the lane that is that you know you're going. If you know you're not turning for like four lights, stay in the middle lane. Like stay in another lane until you get there for other people to get over and turn where they're going. I mean, it's not hard. They'll, they'll stack up in the left-hand lane or the right-hand lane, depending on where they're at in the city. And it, then they stack up so much to where when the light is changing, it could be a green light and you're coming to a yellow light. Okay, when the light turns red, they're still stacked up in the middle of the intersection. Oh, that one is a that one pisses me off because you could have you should have just stopped. That way, everybody we know the light else, says go. We know the light says yes, go. But you should have stopped because that way, all the other traffic is not blocked up, so everybody can get out. 
you you have no respect for anyone else on the road. And these people are also trying to get to or from work. They're trying to get to or from their babies. They are trying to do things that you're doing too. And you being an asshole does nothing but piss everyone else off. Why you would just, yeah, you got a green light, but why you would just keep going knowing that you're not going to get to the intersection. And if you do, that's awesome. Awesome. You can get through the intersection. I have a small car. I'll I'll zip through if I can. But I will stop at a I'll stop at a green light to not impede that intersection. And if you if you're behind me, you can flip me off. You can cuss me all you want to. I am not going to do that to other people because I don't want it done to me. It's just rude. It's so fucking rude. Not to mention, it's also illegal. It literally signs everywhere saying do not block intersection. Mm-hmm. It literally says it everywhere. Where's the worst place? Turning from Riverside on to North Second? That is the worst. That, that's why we need the extension. One. That's why we need the extension. The extension would alleviate that traffic so much. Um, and the extension I'm talking about again is the 101st all the way down to 149 across the river to help those of us Clarksvillians that work on the north side of town. It would be a third bridge to go across the river. And that would help those on the north side of town get to the south side of town without having to go all the way through the middle of town. Right. It would be that third bridge where we only have two bridges right now. And, and basically, those two bridges only go to the county. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Well, and then you have the, the the what is it? the They cannot be annexed. People think that with that third bridge, they're going to be annexed from the city or annexed from the county and that they will become city people. Y'all keep voting against the Metropolitan. Mm-hmm. They want us to go Metro. Keep voting against it for it to not go Metro, which I don't know how we... I understand pros and cons. There are pros of going Metro. There are cons of going Metro. I see more cons than I do see pros. That is another episode. That could be a politicky episode. Um, But... Having that third bridge would alleviate so much traffic on Riverside and North Second. It would do so much wonders. It would do so, so good, so good for that. But for that sure. stacking, that blocking intersections and stacking in a certain lane just because you've got to turn nine miles down makes no sense to me. Which mean which also in turn, like the other stacking going back towards if you're coming from exit four on Wilma Rudolph and going to downtown on Wilma Rudolph before it turns into college before Needmore, where the um, the Thompson's shopping center where Hobby Lobby is, Olive Garden, uh, Texas Whorehouse. I call it Texas Whorehouse instead of Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> um, so when that lane right there is the worst stack lane other than the left and right lanes on going towards exit four. I've heard you got to be rich to eat there. Oh, at Texas Roadhouse, Texas Warehouse. Yeah. yeah, I think they got a pretty hard. <laughs> that guy, they gave that guy a hard time on Clarksville chat. Man, they're still doing that. Oh, I know. They're not gonna let that one. We, die. we go on special treats too when we have extra money, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. But that stacking up just to turn right onto Needmore, people will stack up in the right-hand lane on Wilma Rudolph to go turn on Needmore Road. And they'll wait in line back at Walmart 
because they got to turn right onto Needmore. Y'all get in that middle lane, get in the middle lane or the far left lane and go as far as you can and then get over when it's safe to do so. Because all you're doing is making people stay back there and instead of, you could be moving the traffic further up. And to be honest, if they're going down Needmore to get to the, any of the places out of exit one, just get on the interstate and go down exit one. Like at that point, you can go further than the interstate and go uh, to the road across from TSC, and that one takes you straight over to Trenton Road. Oh, I would tell you the name of that road, but I forgot. Merriweather? I think so. Oh, uh, I couldn't. You'd have to look it up on maps, Merriweather. But that road across from TSC, if you turn left on it, it takes you up in behind and it takes you over to where you can get onto Tiny Town or Trenton Road. It'll take Rough. you straight over there. What Man. was the What was the road that was that the scrapyard was on? What's it called? What oh, Queen City, Tyler Town Road. That's Tyler Town yeah, Road. Tyler Town because the one Sorry. that runs parallel is Tiny Town. Yes, yes. Right. So Tyler Town, but um, Tiny Town. That road takes you back through there if you want to go that way, and that road's not as busy. However, it takes you to the intersection. That's a weird one. That's next to Northeast or Northwest. I never know what damn school that is. <laughs> and uh, it's just it makes like to me, you guys make no sense, and you're so programmed. That you go that same way just because that's what you know to do. No. Move over and fill in the gap so everybody can go. So the intersections aren't blocked. I mean, it's all common sense that you do not have. Not you, per se, like our listeners, but like you people that are blocking the intersection. Oh, so that road across from TSC is Oakland. Oakland, gotcha, gotcha. But it kind of does a weird turn and becomes Merriweather. That's why we thought. Cool. Because you don't really turn, and it just becomes Merriweather. Well, Oakland turns. Mm-hmm. It definitively turns. It's kind of like Old Trenton. Old Trenton Road comes off of Wilma Rudolph right there where the Bluffs apartments are. And it goes up the hill and turns right, and it goes down and actually comes back out to Wilma. It turns right at a four-way to come back out. How that happens, I don't. I have no idea. But it's like that road in in the way that instead of changing, it just turns into Merriweather, which gotcha. comes out at literally that school on Trenton. <laughs> right. So it's just it's one of the things that's like, okay, you guys, I love you, but like fill up the fill up the lanes, don't block intersections, use your turning signal. Again, if you need help learning how to use it, you know where we're at. Um it's just, it's to me, it's just not that hard. I guess learning how to drive in Nashville, Nashville traffic is even more like intense. However, I feel like everybody pretty much agrees together. Like, yeah, there's some, you know, hit or miss points and there's some people that are stupid there. But for the most part, Nashville traffic is pretty predictable, pretty steady. Other than accidents, I mean, to me, it is. I don't know about you. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel like I'm doing 20 over in Nashville and then Metro gets on an on-ramp beside me and they're doing 25 over and they pass me and I'm just like, what? It's crazy there. Like the police are not so worried about traffic violations. Right. And they will like pass you. Yeah. You know, on the interstate going quite a bit faster. So not as worried about the speed limit per se. As they are of like people swerving or, 
you know, people on the side of the interstate that are broke down. They're supposed mm-hmm. to get over. Nobody gets over. They just skim right next to them, running 80, 90 miles an hour. That's hard to watch. You know, I try to get over and sometimes you can't get over and you have to be one of those ones that do go right by them. But the thing about it is, if nobody will let you over, because once again, nobody's paying attention. How are you not paying attention, though? That's my next question. Why? Oh, that's another big thing. Y'all, this texting and driving or looking at your phone and driving. I love TikTok. I love Facebook. I love Instagram. I love YouTube. I love Snapchat. I fucking love all of it. I love, love, love it. Driving is not the time. Driving is not the time for it. It's just not. You wouldn't believe riding in the big truck in in the F800 how many people I see with their phone in their face or up in front of them while they're driving, looking at their phone, barely glancing at the road. You guys are going to kill someone or yourselves. Or just at very best inconvenience somebody to death, honestly. You're just riding a lane out or you're swerving or you're just, you know, and when they're on their phone, they're going way too slow. When they get off of it, they're going way too fast. It's like they won't pick one, you know, get off your phone. Like, why are you? I can't even I can't text and drive to save my life. But you're so, right. We're sitting up in that truck. You can look down. And oh, see I look, all oh I love looking down on I love looking down and seeing it. I don't love it because everybody's not nobody is driving they're looking at their phone they are literally watching videos or texting while they are driving in motion 40 to 90 miles an hour i just don't get it <laughs> it's scary man and i've seen don't them with babies wrong. in the car with babies in the car oh my goodness so i use my phone when i'm driving but i don't i'm not on facebook I'm using it for different things. Navigation. I'm using it for navigation. Where am I going? I don't know where I'm necessarily going. I don't know if there's a better route. So I pull up GPS. So I'm using my phone, but I have a device that holds it for me and it holds it in my light and my sight of it's hands free. Everybody's tried to go to it. Well, and don't get me wrong. If people techni- are using a hands free holder, a lot of times they're not even using for navigation. They're they're talking to somebody on the phone and they're still paying attention to their phone, even though they're not holding the phone. They're still swerving all over the road. It's technically illegal now. I just I didn't know if y'all knew that or not. But that gets me to say, I know police officers have computers and shit in their car, but there should be no reason, no reason I see a CPD or a sheriff deputy on their phone in their hands. See it all the time. Oh, I know. Oh, I've seen t- tons. I've got pictures in my phone of CPD, mm-hmm. of sheriff's deputies with their phones in their hands, texting yeah. and driving because I was up in the F-800 and they can see, I can see them. I can blatantly see them breaking the law that they are supposed to be enforcing. Well, they have cell phones, radios. Oh, well, but then they're uh, above the law. No, you're not. Laptops, That's where I'm like, mm, no. Um, they have a camera that faces out the front. They have a camera that faces out the rear. When you're doing have- a stop is when you need to be using your informational stuff. You sh- you have dispatch. Am I not right? Am I wrong on this? Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Like when I ran a tow truck, um, I got pulled over and was asked why I had my phone in my hand. And I said, well, if you know anything about tow trucking, we have this... Um, app which they still use now if you notice that the guys that are dropping cars off here Mm -hmm. 
they're still coming in and I say, Hey, you got tow books? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, wow, they're still doing tow books. That's awesome. And they're like, you know about tow books? I'm like, yeah. Well, it was a little app had the navigation on it, had, um, the car that you were supposed to pick up, what color it was, the VIN number. And cause the last thing you do want to do is pick up the wrong car. Trust me. It's grand theft auto. Yeah. <laughs> But what I'm getting at is it's pretty cool that they had that app that was all intuitive and it lets you know how long you were on the tow and if you went the right way and why you took for it so long to get there or if it's traffic. It has all that stuff on it. So I had to can, you know, explain that to the officer. Hey, man, listen, you know, I know that you use a lot of equipment in your car and I'm using this cell phone because I don't have all the equipment. I just have an app on there called Towbooks. And, you know, it was just a pretty cool app to use. But once I explained myself that, hey, dude, I'm working too, just like you, then everything was fine, you know. So that's kind of my two cents on it. Um, um, well, and it's just be courteous of everybody. I understand you got to take some phone calls. You got to talking on the phone to me is to me is not a distraction. Talking on like if you're just talking. But again, if you can go through your speakers and talk to them on your speakers, that that shouldn't be distracting you from what you're doing. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree because it depends on if you're if you're talking to your Ray and you say, hey, dial my husband. And then I answer the phone and you're like, hey, what did you need from the store? And I'm like, I needed this. And you're like, OK, bye. I think that's 100 percent acceptable. But if you're talking to somebody and you guys are talking about a family member had died, your mind really ain't on driving, if I'm going to be honest with you. Right. I mean, obviously, getting bad news is not going to like be the thing. Getting bad news, yes, but like... Because then what's the difference in, in talking to them? Like, yeah, you're, I'm talking to someone, then listening to a radio show or a podcast or a book or the mu- or music. What's the difference between that and just talking to someone? Um, because you're in there singing, hey, uh, or you're well, that's a listening. distraction too. Because I've seen people that were listening to real loud music, and the fire truck is literally behind them, trying to get around them. They're trying desperately but to get around. Why them. They have they lights flashing anything? and horns and everything going, but their radio is so loud that they sit there and they wait for the people that have done got out of the way to move even more, and then the fire truck has to go on the shoulder of the road to pass them now. Come on, man. Well, my okay, but then that goes back to why the hell are you not paying attention? I look at all my mirrors <laughs> all the time. I'm going to see you try to come up on the my my ass end, mm-hmm. and I'm going to move out of the way, or I'm going to pull my emergency brake. Like, hey, I guess we're going to be we're fucked today. Um, it's just it's one of those things. It's like, oh, why are you not paying attention? How did you not see the lights flashing in your rear view or your other mirrors? Are you really not looking at your mirrors? I have a feeling nobody does. Like I, I've test driven cars here, and when I got in, the windshield was so dirty that when the sunlight hit it, I'm like, I honestly, I have 2020 vision, and I can't see where I'm going in this car. That's insane. There'd be no that uh, just that to me. It would bother me knowing that I could get out and clean it and make it clear where I could see. But no, it's just like. I don't know. That's just crazy. Or their headlights are so fogged over. I ain't talking about nobody's vehicle, by the way. But I will buy a set of headlights pretty quick. Like, if it helps me see and it makes it safe, not to mention makes the vehicle look great. It makes the, the aesthetically pleasing to look at. 
like the clear headlights. It's nice. Or LED lights. I've added a lot of LED lights, but a dirty windshield or foggy headlights to where you can't see where you're going at night or in broad daylight. I just, I can't stand it. And people do it all all, all the, the time. time. They don't care. They do not care. They don't care at all. Or what about the one guy that's in the far left lane with his right blinker on and he's riding out the lane and you're like, is he, did he forget his blinkers on? And, but when you get up next to him, he has so many things stacked in his passenger side seat that you can't see him. You can't see the driver. How come y'all can't hear the dinger for the light for your turn signal? How do you not see the flashing left or flashing right light? Because they're jamming out or something. You know what I mean? But you don't see the flashing light that is your turn signal on your dash. My analog ass car has a light that flashes. I noticed that shit. Are you one of those that keep all your notifications up on your phone? Is that what it is? I feel like those people keep notifications on their phone. Yeah. Like 15 notifications on there. Like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll check it in a little while or I only check this many. No, I want no dots. I want no, none of it. I don't want none of that shit on. I don't want any notification. Like, I don't want to see none of that. I want everything clear. Well, I mean, that's just your personal preference as far as your phone. I think that a vehicle uh, turning signal signifier should be a lot more important than notifications. It's the same. If you think about it, it's the same. It's a notification that you're turning left or right. Right. It's notifying that, hey, you're 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 letting everybody else know that you're turning or just not using it at all. And uh, like I asked William last night, we were none other than Will Murdoff. I'm like, what is this guy doing in the turning lane? He And he's rolling the same speed as us. And I'm like, hey, William, what, what's he doing? And William says, I don't know. I, I don't see. I didn't see where he pulled out of or where he's going to. I'm like, yeah, because he doesn't have a blinker letting us know what's going on. And as soon as he put his blinker on, I rewarded him by hitting the brakes, flashing the headlights, and letting him know that it was okay to come over in front of me. And he still did so at a glacial pace. <laughs> and there's people coming up behind me, and I'm like, man, I mean, if you don't come over right now, I got to go. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, pay attention. It's, it, it's the paying attention. Another thing, too. Other than the turning signal thing and, and notification, like why can't you understand to not turn it off? Not having your headlights on when it's raining uh, and you have a gray charcoal silver pewter black black vehicle and you don't have headlights on. Or, I can't. That is another big, that's a big one for me. I mean, I'm al- I've almost turned over into somebody because... They're in my blind spot, and it was like a charcoal Dodge Charger with no headlights on. And they're in my blind spot, and I had my blinker on and for a pretty good while to turn over in that lane. And at the last second, I'm not even crossing the line. I'm like, I'm riding the line. And then I see the car, and I'm like, dude, your car's charcoal. It, it's like they went to the dealership and said, you know what? I like this red one, but give me a wet asphalt. Do you have that? You have wet asphalt in there? And then I'm not going to, uh, by the way, I'm not going to use my headlights give, to make sure that someone sees me when it's raining. Give, give me damp. Give me. <laughs> give me the damp, wet asphalt 
color car. And I give me damp black top. You got that damp black top? We'll take that. We'll take that color. Make sure we don't use our headlights at all. It's fine. And then if that's not the best, the people that are walking on the side of the road during this whole scenario are wearing all black. The people that are walking on the side of the road are wearing all black. Listen, if you, it's crazy out here anymore. We almost hit that guy. On, remember the guy we almost hit on New Providence? We looked, we were literally driving down the road and the homeboy steps out in front of us and looks at, he steps out in front of us, nowhere near a crosswalk. And I swerve out of the way. Luckily, there was nobody there. And he looks, gives us a dirty look like, Dude, why are y'all driving in, in, on the road in a car? Like, bro. Bro, you're not even at a crosswalk wearing all black trying to cross a fucking busy road. Are you for real? And I. And it was not Crazy Kenny, Kung Fu Kenny, whatever they call him. It wasn't him. He don't do that. No, he doesn't do that. No, he no, doesn't no. jump it was out some in front rando. of people. But here's the thing, too. Here's the thing. If there is, a, like, I, that drives me nuts is dro- crossing the road where there's not a roadwalk, like there's not a crosswalk there. Why would you not do that to make sure that you safely get across the road? Because I don't feel sorry for you crossing the road and getting hit in the middle of the road that is no crosswalk. That is called jaywalking. That is also illegal. I'm so confused. You know, uh, when I worked for the city, that was uh, we were connected to transit. And Jimmy was over transit and he would always come in and be in a very bad mood. And we were like, what's going on, man? And he was like, well, they're bar- they're blaming transit for somebody getting hit on uh, Fort Campbell Boulevard. And they're saying that the, the buses are not picking up the people and they're not doing everything that they need to do. And this person got hit and they're trying to blame it on transit. Like it's just the city's fault because they got hit. And I'm like. Okay, well, that just doesn't like that doesn't generally make sense to me. And he's like, "Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me that they left out the fact they're wearing all black, and uh, were, they were also their they weren't their like their mental capacity wasn't a hundred percent. They're leaving out a lot. All they said was basically somebody got hit and killed, and that was the end of it. And it was transit's fault. Okay, if they if I did not birth them, if I did not have them cut out of my womb or pushed out of my vagina." And they are over the age of eighteen. They're that that's they're their own person. They make their own decisions. They do that. They have to deal with their own consequences. Yeah. Why were they in the road? Yeah. I don't know. But I'm just telling you what he had to. They were trying they to were give trying him to the give, rap. They're trying it. to give uh, transit for that, and that's not the case. They even if they don't have the mental capacity, what are what? You can't okay, blame someone else. You have to take care of that. Like, I'm so confused. Have you seen transit in operation? They're like clockwork. They come, what, every other hour. They get in. They get the people on there. They get off. And they, sometimes they even do a courteous stop right here before I've that. seen them go above and beyond. There was bus stops that I didn't even know existed. Like, there's one right outside of uh, Governor Square. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're, they're usually pretty nice. You can get in and out of the weather. Um, the bus drivers are experts because I knew people that worked over there and they said they hardly ever put brakes on the buses, which I know they had like a revolutionary driveline brake that they were trying and it just took the wheel in brakes out of the equation. And the buses also, I don't know if anybody pays attention, but when they stop the front end lowers down 
and the bus is almost on the ground. So when you go to take a step up in the bus, it ain't like you're stepping up like you're thinking. Well, not only that, they can take in wheelchairs Wheel, and everything. I, like they, they got can, the lift. They call the truck the lift in quotations. Yeah, it's a big can, Ford one ton or one and a quarter ton Ford van. And it's got the giant ramp on it that goes down and picks up the people in the wheelchairs. And I just, for them to try to remotely bring transit into it, it's just like, guys, I'm sorry to Stop tell you this. Stop grasping at straws. You know, if, if you were so, and here's all most, the advertisement transit does most, with everybody's face on the side of the right. bus. You see those buses everywhere. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, and here's another <laughs> thing too. If they're trying to blame, who is, who is it that's trying to blame? Because if it's the family of these people, why were you not giving them rides? Why were you not paying for them to have rides? Why were you not there to pick them up? That's another, like, there's so many different variants that we could go through here. I need to know that the whole story. It. But that ain't it. You I know need what I mean? to know the whole story. But I that ain't it. Transit ain't it. Transit wasn't the, the cause of it. No. So, so this whole walking across the road in rain, by the way, also, not having your headlights on in the rain, that's a huge, huge pet peeve of mine. <laughs> I know a lot of these cars have automatic headlights. Fantastic. It's a good feature. It is a good feature. My car has automatic headlights. Mm -hmm. You turn it. You can't. And mine's so old. Our car is confused. It's a Pontiac and it's Toyota. Yeah. So it's more Toyota than it is a Pontiac. But it has a headlight switch in it. Haven't figured out why. I would have to actually, which it's honestly not a huge enough problem for me to sit down and put pencil to paper. <laughs> But now I'm going to, now that I've went this far to say something about it, because it has a headlight switch in it. Yeah. Don't really know why. Because if you turn it off or on, it doesn't matter. If you turn that ignition on and that engine's running, the headlights are on. You can turn the headlights off, on. It don't matter what you do. I can turn my fog lights off, you know, without, I can have, I can not have my fog lights or have my fog lights. So I like that feature. on the automatic switch. Yeah. And I, like I love it. Yeah. I like that feature. Um, but a lot of these newer cars don't do that. And you would think all this technology, we got people riding around with air conditioning seats, uh -uh. heated the new, seats, the new lane Fords. assist. Yes, the lane assist. Well, the new Fords have automatic braking. No, brights. It it automatically senses there's nothing in front of you, and it'll bright light. It'll put your brights up, and then it'll sense something coming at you and turn them off automatically. So we have automatic grill shutters that close down in the winter to make your engine warm up quicker. Only problem is they quit working, and then they just saves clothes all the time, and that overheats. Anyways, what I'm getting at is they've got all this other technology, but they ain't got something whenever it gets overcast, turn the headlights on. You're kidding. Mine does. So it's a, do you know how mine does it? Like whenever it gets kind of like that overcast, it goes, my little, my little, uh, mm -hmm. light comes on saying, Hey, your bright, your, your lights are on. Like I, mm -hmm. I automatically switch these higher brights on. What? What? Okay. But how does some of the newer cars not have that? I don't know. That's just crazy. It might to have me. to do with the amount of light that they're taking in and sensing. Because if, so. if it's if it's like still like daytime and it's like mm -hmm. raining or something, it's not going to detect like just multiple rain droplets. It's just going to detect if there's light or not. Right. Right. Which is light. That's fine. Unless but I mean, if anything, Tesla will come up with it first because they have cameras out on the out like actual cameras all on the outside of the cars. Right. If anything, they'll use some, you know artificial you know sensing and stuff yeah right. like proximity sensors or motion sensors or something a light sensor something like a combination of them too and that's mm -hmm. the thing again guys if it's raining just be conscious turn your headlights on even if you have automatic sometimes ones, it's hard to remember on. it's hard to remember but then when i'm beside you in traffic and i'm flashing the lights and honking the horn 
Turn your lights and on. And I'm waving at you to turn your lights on, and you don't even see me doing any of that, and you just keep There's driving. There's no way that you're in, and that's another thing too, not tunnel vision. Some of our friends have tunnel vision, dude. They look straight ahead out of their windshield and do not look any fucking where else. How they don't do they look not at have their peripheral light. vision? They don't look at their sides. They don't look at their mirrors. They don't look up or down. Or, they look straight through their windshield, and that is all. Like, that's it. I have waved at friends. I've literally saw their eyeballs look at me and wave at them, and they're like, oh, I call them later on. I'm like, hey, I waved at you at the light. Oh, girl, I didn't even see you. I was too big. I was looking ahead of me. We're never riding with you again. Ever. I will never ride with you again. I'll never ride in the vehicle with you. I will drive. Really, I drive separate anyways because if I want to leave, I'm ready to split. Like, bye. <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> yeah, um, I, I used to drive this big six wheel drive truck and I actually swerved over in the lane and got really close to him, just basically ribbing him and you, joking with him. And right. then I called her right afterward and was like, hey, that was pretty funny. And she was like, what? What are you talking, are you about? talking about? And I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, no. She's like, I didn't even notice you. I didn't even see you. You didn't see Mega Truck. You didn't see the six wheel. I'm like, hey, listen. I, done. You got to get your eyes checked. I don't think I ever rode with her after that. I don't you gotta think get I your ever eyes rode checked. with her again. You got to get your pulse checked. I don't think I'm being dead serious. <laughs> I don't think I ever rode with her again after that. I don't think I ever got in the car with her again. I drove separate. Nope. Never man, again. That was rough, man. But it's just like, you know, you're on the interstate. And how the interstate is actually supposed to work is you have your left lane. Well, getting let's just start from the beginning on how you get on to the interstate. Yes. Okay. So not even out driving down the interstate yet. We're going to the interstate, which, by the way, people enter the interstate about the same speed as they drive through parking lots, which is way too fast for parking lots. And, and it's about twice as slow as you need to be to get on the interstate. And what I mean by that, it's about 40 to 45. And you're asking me if people are running 45 in the parking lots? Trust me, they are. Oh, that one's another one, too. Y'all, trust me, they are. Parking lots are not meant to be ridden. They are meant to be slowly pulled through. If you want your there's front people parking crossing. spot. Kids, there's kids that try... Man, there are kids, and I've had Lizzie Ray try to get out of my hand one time when she was a baby, and I, I whipped her little ass. Woo! Um, uh-uh. No, there are babies that could, ju- you know, dart out. I had a woman who was trying to, like, get her kids from, like, the, the convenience store down to her car, and she parked across the way. And I stopped and let her go, and there was, like, three other people trying to get through behind me. And I'm like, nope. Let these let this baby go across. And I creeped my way through and I said, you know, I just let her know, like, people are not meant to be driving this crazy fast. You take your time, you know, throw something at somebody next time they try to go through this parking lot like that. Because 40 that's miles so an hour insane. in a parking lot. There's no reason for it. There's no reason. There is absolutely no reason. Number one, don't be lazy. Just find a parking spot and walk up. <laughs> Oh, they drive around for 20 minutes and then they go in the store and get one little thing and leave. I'm like, dude, you took longer parking than you did. <laughs> Don't be I lazy. I see that a lot. I Don't see be a lazy a fuck. Okay, but all right. So getting going on back, the interstate. Going back to it, you're 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 going to the interstate and you're entering the interstate. I'll use I'll pick on exit eleven. <clears throat> you're going on the on ramp and you're behind somebody and they're they're going forty miles an hour. Everyone and you look up to your left. 
at the trucks that are coming and the cars that are coming, they're going 75 plus. Oh, yeah. No, I'm an 80 85 I'm going to tell you that right now. Well, you haven't been going 80 to 85 here lately because it just ha- it ain't been happening. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Well, when I'm on my own solo trips to Nashville, I can. I, I can get through some sections like that, but. So how are you going to merge onto the interstate? At 45 with 75 mile an hour people going. The, what? You're, you are literally going to cause a wreck before you even get on the interstate. I say 60 to 65. I say as you get up to the end of the ramp, you should be going 60, 65. I, that's what I think. I honestly enter a lot faster than that. I come in at 70. Right. Well, but I'm saying if you, to me, a safe speed, a good yeah. safe, a safe, what's the word? Acceleration speed mm-hmm. to get onto the interstate as you're coming into where that merge dotted line is to get into the main traffic. I think that should be 60, 65. As you're coming around that corner just before mm-hmm. you get to the dotted lines and as you're getting to those dotted lines to merge into the main lane. You need lanes, to be at least you need approaching to be going minimal speed. Right. 65 to 70. That's what you need to be doing in that lane. Now, once you're on the interstate. Guess who's doing all this? Guess who's getting on at 40? Guess who's getting on it? Who? Guess who's merging into the right lane of I-24, a.k.a. the Autobahn? There are two. two BMWs, yeah. Camaros, Mustangs. Dude. Mercedes CLKs. I'm going to need y'all to use your fucking cars like they're meant to be used. Dude, they're, these are you race got a cars. fast car or you got a like a tricked out Audi SUV. Like that thing will fly, man. Big Cadillacs and stuff. Get on the interstate like it's meant to be. Y'all are getting in the right hand lane at 50, 55. I just, and I'm just like, I don't understand that. And then, you know, to be honest, different cars are different getting on. Like, all the different cars out there, they drive differently. And if you've got a Corvette in front of you and a Corvette's getting on the interstate at 50, 55, when he gets up there to the interstate, he's he's eventually going to have to kick it down. But then after he gets on the interstate, he does 90 and then passes everybody. And I'm thinking, where was that energy when you were getting on the, the on-ramp? You know, you could have came on with that energy. Now you've slowed me down so much in my little four-cylinder car. Now I have to sit over in the right-hand lane and let everybody that had a head of steam go by me and then slowly make my way around unless I'm in the Crown Vic and then I'm going to pass your Corvette and my Crown Vic on the the on-ramp. I love driving to Nashville. Whenever I worked in Nashville, there was always a white Charger and some random... 2,500 diesel. Yes, some truck that were always like, they were pretty, they stayed pretty fast. And I was like, you know, whatever. When I was in the, when I was driving the Jetta, I was screaming at 75, three, almost 4,000 RPM, just screaming on the interstate. I know I shouldn't have been pushing her that hard, but that's not the point. <laughs> um, when I use the Crown Vic, I let them like think, they always thought I was some old lady, you know, whatever. Well, we didn't have chilling. wheels on it back then. No, it I just, like it was tinted car. and so it just looked like a tinted old Crown Vic. One day, everybody pissed me off. I don't know why they pissed me off, but they pissed me off. And I slung around them. I got to eight, I got to mile marker twenty eight for that third lane. I got up, went around everybody. I was I know I was going hundred. I didn't even look down at the speedometer. I looked down after I was um, decelerating, and uh, I, I went around and all of those vehicles that usually you know because we see each other every day on the interstate by our vehicles, not knowing who we are. 
And then um, they come up and was like, their windows were down. Mind you, this is 5.30 in the morning. Their windows were down, like, doing, like, what the hell's in your car, blah, blah, blah. And I rolled my window down just enough to see my face and, like, did the little, hey, bye, and then, like, pushed it back down and, like, went all the way around everybody. And I was at, I was in Nashville that day at, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> That's because you were uh, breaking the speed limit? Oh, I was breaking the law. Yes. I was breaking the law. But That's probably why we had went through so many tires. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, you can't, you, you gotta really, you've gotta be, you, you, you've gotta learn the interstate etiquette when you're, when you're driving and learning to drive. Once you get on the interstate, after you've gotten into your speed, if you are going between the mile an hour of 65 and 75, you need to stay in the right hand lane as much as you can. Right. Yeah, don't be running 70 on the nose in the left-hand lane. In the left-hand lane. lane when there's 80-85ers ready to go around you. And that's the thing. If everybody's going at minimum 70 to 75, there should be no reason there's clogging of the inner... Like, there should be no clogging of traffic at all. Everybody should be moving around each other because everybody's going the same speed. It goes back to paying attention. Like... You get all the way up there and you're in the right, you're in the, I'm not saying you're in the right lane. You're in the correct lane that you need to be in. And then all of a sudden somebody it all the way to the left or all the way to the right is trying to come over like three to four lanes of traffic it to make their exit. And I'm just like, there's no way you were paying attention. Number one rule. There's no way. No way. Number one rule when you're traveling on the interstate, middle lanes. your middle lanes are your favorite lanes they're because you neutral. can pop. You you they're neutral. You can pop from one to the other and take your splits. That is the number one rule I use. That's my number one rule of thumb. It's a good rule is stay in the middle lanes because not only are they going at a decent speed, it's usually if you're merging if you're merging to the uh, to the right. Or really, if, it depends on where you're at. And it's, I'm trying to think of Nashville as that. So in Nashville, your middle lanes are your usual good lanes. Now, if you go, if you're coming from I-24 going into downtown Nashville, towards downtown Nashville, you're going to take a right. It's going to be the Trinity Lane exit right there. As soon as you take your right, it's the Trinity Lane exit. And that's like 65, the 24-65 splits and the 40 split too. If you go to the left-hand side of the lanes, there are two to three lanes on the left-hand side. They all go to 24-40 split. If you do the lanes to the right-hand side, there's usually two lanes on the right-hand side, but there's a it splits this third lane that's in the left, the middle, the exact middle lane, it splits to two it splits over to the right two lanes and splits to the left three lanes. So if you're in that middle lane and you have to absolutely make that last minute split to the 65 South going towards Rosa Parks and whatnot, that right. area, that, right. okay, you go over that way and you can stay in that outer lane and then you have an another lane coming from your left from 24. And that lane bleeds into that, into the 65 South. Yeah, 65 South split. So... And instead of doing that, if you go to the left and use those three lanes to the left, you want to get over to the middle lane. However, after you get past a certain split or a certain exit, it's a split, but it doesn't have the middle lane split where you can stay. So you have to know which lane you need to be in. Okay? 
That's how we get to, um, what's that word? Third Avenue? That's the Third Avenue split, Jay. Right. I guess. Third and Fourth Avenue split. I got you, but you're starting to get very, very, you're throwing in like geographical places and you're throwing in like exact exits. And and I know you're using them as an example, but going back to what we were talking to when we started talking about this was basically your general rule of thumb. Let's just say you don't know where you're at. I like being in the middle lane. Don't get me wrong. If your exit, if you're closing in on top of your exit, by all means, get over. You know oh yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. But being in the middle definitely helps. And I'm not saying that if you're in the middle, that that lane may split off. But if you got to get over, you got to get over one lane, not three, three or lanes, four. And then you're like, what in the hell? Just because you wanted to go fast and do 85 miles an hour in the left hand lane, what if your splits to the right? Like, do you plan on really just swerving over in front of everybody? You could have been in the middle doing 70, 75, because if I've learned anything, sometimes it's not about getting there fast. It's just about getting there, period. Oh, yeah. You know, like, just, I like the middle lane rule. It's a good rule. Most of the time, we have two lanes. Well, all of 24 is about two lanes Mm -hmm. until you get to certain areas, like mile marker 28, mile marker 30-something. But the trucks, so... A lot of people want to give truck drivers a hard time. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Because whenever they're getting on, they know to get over on the on-ramps. They they usually know to get over. However, also the drivers getting onto the on-ramps. Don't be dumbasses. Like those trucks are hauling goods that you need. So therefore, you should not be so upset at them for doing certain things. I get upset when big trucks pass other big trucks. Going uphill, the world's slowest drag race than the speed limit. Like, why did you choose to get over? I know you had momentum, but we all had momentum, and now we're all stuck behind you. Like, was Mm -hmm. it necessary for you to do that? Could you have slowed down? Like, it's not about getting there fast; it's about getting there right. And I know they're on a time crunch. However, I don't know who's making their rules. Why are you making them? I understand they got cold, refrigerated stuff. Those things, yes, I understand. But where is the planning in that? How far are you going? Is there a drop-off? Is there a switch-off? What do we do? I need to know information. See, I need all of the information before I make a super judgment. But as of right now, from my opinion and from how much I drive on the interstate. No, you're you're 100% correct on that. And I'll tell you why. Because if a truck is doing 70 and then there's another truck doing 75... By the time it takes, you know, a truck that's doing 75 to pass a truck that's doing 70, they're they're creating so much of a blockade, a rolling blockade, that everybody's piling up behind them. And there are some things that don't need to happen out there. Like, and that's one of them. A truck that's doing once again, I'll go back to it. A truck that is doing 75 wants to pass a truck that's doing 70 uphill. It's the longest pass you have ever seen in your life. And he could have waited for the, if you'll notice if, if the interstate's going, like if it's flowing, there's groups of cars Mm -hmm. and he could have stopped and let, you know, eight, 10, 12 cars go by. And then made his pass when it's only those two trucks on the way, but they don't never do that. So, I mean, it's just, and again, I understand 
I understand like worrying about yourself and whatnot, but it's not just yourself on the road. You know, you see what I'm saying? It's not, you're not the only one on the road. You're not the only one that's going to work. You're not the only one that's got an emergency. You're not the only one. Yeah, exactly. Who, you know, it's just crazy. This Nobody's thinking and nobody's paying attention. And I know those guys are probably on the road for so long. And then it just gets to where they're just, uh, you know, they're oblivious to everything going on around. Or they're tired from riding for so long. But at the same time, they got to understand that Cascadia Freightliner it just ain't going to be up in the wind like some of these other cars that are higher end that want to go. And then they're impeding all this traffic. I can't tell you how many times I've come up to a three lane. And now all the signs say trucks use right lane. Trucks are supposed to use the right lane. Sometimes you'll even have the truck in the left lane. And I'm just like, how is a truck in the left lane in a three lane? I, how, you know what I mean? So what do the people do? They get, they might be in a high-end Corvette. They might be in a Camaro or a Mustang. And they're kicking it way down. And they're running 90 miles an hour passing everybody in the lane that all the trucks should be in. Just to get by everybody because they're mad. And I'm thinking, man, one little mistake right here. And, it, it you know, there's casualties, you know. Like, people are going to die because nobody wanted to drive in the right lane. That's just insane to me. It was basically, you know, the truck drivers. They come up to a three lane instead of getting all the way over to the third lane. Right, they're right, in right. the left lane sometimes. So, you know? and that's just all about the etiquette again. That interstate and what do etiquette. they do? What do the fast drivers do? Zoom around. All in the far right lane. Where that's not a passing lane. The passing lane is left lane. I always see, and that's another thing that goes back to paying attention watching your surroundings when you're on the interstate and you and you're in the left-hand lane cuz like again I'm an 8085er so I I go pretty fast and I stay in the left lane most of the time when I look in my I'm looking in my rearview mirrors and my side mirrors my pat my you know my mirrors and uh I'm looking in them constantly because I don't know who's going to come up behind me fast so, so there's a 9095er coming up behind me I'm going to get over safely so they can pass me on the left like they want to. And I'm going to get back over to pass everybody else again. It's just that simple. It's that simple. You would think so, but people don't do it. But do you wonder, do they really know? You ever know? You ever wonder that? Like, do they really not know how to drive? Like, I'm not even trying to not be a smart ass right now. Like, I'm thinking maybe they just don't know. But how? With every information all the information you can get right now at that literally you're in your hand in the palm of your hand okay but think about how simple things can be and people still don't get it what if they really don't know but they got a dodge charger Woo! you know what i mean like they got a nice truck they got this they got that maybe they really don't know That's how did they crazy. get a driver's license <laughs> You know, I remember being so scared and so nervous about not getting it. And now I'm like, why the fuck do we even have these tests when these idiots can get it? Which takes me, man, now with that being said, this is going to take me into the age thing. If you're driving slow, you're old. If you're driving fast, 
you're young. And you're texting. If you're driving slow and you're young, you're texting. There, I don't think there's any go-betweens on that. Mm-mm. Nope. You're at least middle-aged or younger if you're driving fast at all. But if you're middle-aged and younger and you're going slow, it's because you're pecking on your phone. Or at best, you're just not paying attention. <gasps> Old people, they do not go as nearly as fast as they should. And don't get me wrong. There's a difference in like not go. There's a difference in going, you know, slower than average, and going for going thirty miles an hour on a fifty-five mile an hour road. <laughs> there's a huge difference. I'm so sorry, you guys. When you start to see your parents and your grandparents doing this, it is time to start talking about taking their keys away. <sighs> And it's not easy. It's not. Not they're at used all. To the, they're, they're used to being the ones that are passing out the orders. Yes. and But it's time to start. But then this is where I feel like we should start giving tests to certain age. Like when you get a certain age, you need to go in and do a full extensive test. Because really, how many Who's, of them are who, there? Hey, let's be honest, though. Let's be honest with ourselves. How many times have you seen an old person get in a wreck versus a young person? I'll ask that. That's true. You're right. I'll ask that. So it starts to become like you're splitting hairs. Like, but, is they are, are they too old to drive? Right. Because my papa is 75, 76, and he's fine. He drives a little on the slow side. But. He ain't been in no wrecks. He's not been. Well, and he, he pulls a 45-foot camper across yeah, the country. Like, that takes some skill. You like, know what you, I mean? can't, you can't go fast I doing think that's that. a lot of the factor that attributes to his speed, too, is he's got such a load. He doesn't want to go that fast, and but he still does the speed limit, you know? You're right. But uh, he, he also remembers to turn his headlights on when it's raining. Well, <laughs> remember, we changed his brakes. I was impressed. He had Fomoco brakes. He had Ford brakes from his, on his F-250 at 200,000 miles, and he pulls this giant camper, which it does have brakes, too. The camper has brakes. And he uses his trailer brakes. He, he does uses his use trailer his trailer brakes, brakes, and his truck has an exhaust brake that he uses, so he's minding his brakes. He, well, he's, he's maintaining his vehicle. He's maintaining it by making sure he doesn't overwork or overuse his... It's his workhorse. It's a workhorse. It's He's working with it. He's using it. He's util, He's utilizing everything that he's got. And it's just like, you know, there's people that can't keep brakes on a Nissan Altima. And he's keeping his brakes for 200,000 miles. It's just, yeah. And, and <laughs> well, when, how many times have you changed the brakes on the Crown Vic? Once? I think I changed them back in like we 2013. We, and we I think it. I just, maybe that's what it was. So I, it had 160,000 miles when we got yep. it. So I changed them when we got it. And then I changed them again in 2013. Um, no, you said 2013. So we changed them again. It was recent. It was it was actually recent when we built the front end. I And that was like 2019, 2018. So years and years go by before we change brakes on our vehicles. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't change the brakes very often. When's the last? Oh, now that my vibe has been changed quite a bit because. Well, to be honest, though, it's we were getting some cheap brake pads and rotors, and what they were doing is we came back from the mountains one time, and they were just warped. And when you hit the brakes, the steering wheel was just 
shimmying back and forth, syndicating that the rotors were warped. Right. Well, we ended up going with the uh, the Duralast, the E-clad black coated r- rotors. Oh yeah. And ever since we've done that, we haven't had an ounce of trouble out of it, and that's been two years ago. Yep. So literally, our cars will go three to five years without needing brakes. And and it's not that I don't use them; it's that I know how to use them. I mean, you get in them and you get off of them. You don't sit there and ride them all the way down a hill, you know? Why do you ride a brake down a hill? Why are you breaking up a hill? Yeah, it's, a, it's like over usage. If you like use I'm them so more, they're going to wear out more. Of course. You know? you're not, That surface area that is contact, you're, you're only contacting a certain amount of surface area if you're like bouncing on the brake because you're braking going uphill for the love of God. Why? Could you imagine telling a customer, hey... If you were a better driver, you wouldn't need brakes. Like, you can imagine, like, they would just, man, they would, you'd get a cussing. Right. But it's the truth, though, isn't it? But it's the truth, and, and here's the thing. Or ha- don't buy cheap brakes, buy good brakes. Buy good brakes, because you're, you're, you're going to wear them out faster. Mm-hmm. Not going to mention any names. Um, Had a friend, apparently his wife was going through some brakes. And he ended up buying like this very performance package racing brakes that were very high dollar, vented, slotted, drilled rotors, top of the line, cryotect. Ended up buying top of the line pads that were just NASCAR le- like formula or not formula, but like NASCAR Le Mans level brakes. <laughs> Because he just got tired of putting brakes on her car. And ever since he did that, they're fine. But it's just funny how <laughs> he had to put brakes that are made to travel speeds, you know, 200 miles an hour to 50 miles an hour to make a hairpin turn. He had to put that on a normal car's brakes to, to make them last. And I just thought that was great. But <laughs> um, that made me think of your sister. That made me think of her and her joke when she did the brakes. And she said, oh, I don't need... <laughs> She said, "Oh, I didn't. I don't even use those." Hmm. Oh, brakes! Yeah, yeah, I don't use those. Oh, brakes! Oh, I, don't I need, need those. those. I don't even use those. <laughs> Her universal speed is sixty miles an hour. <laughs> we love you, Amber. She's sixty miles, but she's a driver, though, man. <laughs> she is, though, she because really she is. Drew, she brought me her car with a hundred thousand miles on it, and it had Nissan brakes on it still. Mm. It had one hundred thirty-six, I think, is what it had on it. No. It was was right at 100,000 miles, and we had just then went into the brake system on it. Yeah. And I thought, man, that's pretty good. But it was just recent. She got her her tires done, and they said something about her brakes. And she was like, oh, huh, I don't even use them. She made a joke about it, and I'll never forget. She said the joke went over the You know what? That car had a CVT in it. Yeah. She said her brakes, uh, she said the joke went over the person's head, but we laughed at it pretty hard. Yeah, we thought, (laughs) we knew what she was saying because we know how she drives. (laughs) But, but she had a car with a CVT in it and drove it to 150000 I think, is what it had on it, with no problems. And as soon as my niece got into it, instantly, it was months, and the transmission was toast. Well, because it was, uh, because believe it or not, your vehicle's trained to you. They learn. They learn patterns, and they try to map everything out to shift points and the the engine temperatures and different things 
they're, they're literally learning in real time. Well, and and that's the thing. And we do. Sometimes we have to get our customers to come in and drive the vehicle the way they drive it. Mm-hmm. Because if not, the, sometimes the things that they that it does won't do for us because obviously we're driving it a certain way. You guys are driving it how you would drive a vehicle. Man, and, and nine times out of ten, it won't do it. So they they see for themselves, oh, they're not just shining me on. It, it didn't do it for me either. So it's a win-win. Right. But then, uh, not mentioning anybody's name, I went on a... <laughs> I went on to a test drive with a customer and they're just like turning 9,000 RPMs swerving back and forth. And I'm like, man, I'm not driving your car like this. Like it's making that noise because you're, you're floating the valves. Like you're literally the engine. is. How did you explain that to them? I told them exactly that. I said, um, that's, oh, you're overspinning the engine. Like your red line starts at 6,500 RPM and you're turning it eight everything past that red mark you're just spinning you're not making any more power like it's a curve on a it's a curve on a chart you're topped out at 65 and i don't even really want you to turn that you're turning eight you're just spinning at this point the engines are spinning it's spinning more rpms that it doesn't have to oh okay and that was the end of it I mean, and it's really that simple. Like this thing starts to cut out at higher RPMs and I drive the car down the interstate. I drive it down Wilma. I drive it down. I'm like, man, this thing runs better than anything I've got. This thing runs better than anything I've got. I'm gonna and then you. I put them in there and then they're like floating the valves. And I'm like, hey man, like, listen, it's cutting out because it's, it's, that's a rev limiter, buddy. It's, it's doing its job. Without that, you got barons on the road out here. You got rod material coming through the block. Like. That is crazy. So I mean, this all this traffic stuff so super coincides with what we do as as a whole as our repair. You know, if your vehicle's not running properly, you're not going to be able to get up to speed to to get on the interstate. You're not going to be able to stop if you don't have good brakes. You know, you're going too fast. Like you're you're pressing the pedal too. Like you're going way too fast. Like this is insane. And so a lot of people don't understand that mm-hmm. until like it's they're literally too in late. real time. They're in real time. And it's too late. And then yeah. they're they're like, oh, why can't you fix it? Well, because you ruined it. And it's hard to say that. I always try to reword it to where it doesn't necessarily put the spotlight on them. This is why I'm not in the office and why I don't talk to customers. But anymore. so. <laughs> That's it's a rough one. It's a rough one trying to, to tell them, hey, look, you know. Well, and this you know. is it, you know. But then there's parts failures too, like oh, brakes yeah, squeaking. Yeah. Like I had to. We're a warrantied shop, but then I had to go to where if you buy baseline brakes, we don't cover that anymore. Like if you, and and I say that we don't cover them. If you have a failure with baseline brakes, any kind of a parts failure, I'm gonna cover it. However. If that is squeaking, like if you want to buy base model brake, baseline brakes, and then you have a little squeak every now and then, and you want us to replace your brakes for free under warranty, I had to quit doing that. The reason why your brakes are squeaking is because the steel, the Chinese steel that you you chose to buy, is uh, it's glazing prematurely, and the pad is glazing. And when two shiny surfaces hit, vibration is literally... It's, that's what the noise is. I don't know if anybody knows that about brakes. When brakes squeak, it's literally because they're vibrating. 
They're vibrating at such a simultaneous route, such a rapid pace that they create a harmonic. Like whenever you wet a wine glass and put your finger around the top yeah. and it makes that high pit. It's because your fingers, it's, it's squeaky clean. It's like a squeaking. Mm -hmm. It's because it's creating a vibration. And cheap brakes will glaze quickly. They'll stop, but they're going to give you some kind of noise, some kind of squeak. And when you buy good brakes, like at least medium grade, and we'll tell you, hey, look, we'll give people brake prices, and they're like, man, that's high. And I'm like, man, when we look up your car by VIN, it lets us know if that car comes with ceramic. It lets us know if that car comes with semi-metallic, organic. And, you know, I've actually seen cars have two different materials at each end of the car. The front axle may be ceramic, back axle may be organic. And it's just kind of crazy how they'll choose the cheapest thing available and the wheels have so much brake dust on them. And they pull in and say, hey, my brakes are squeaking. And I'm like, I'm going out there and I'm like, well, your front wheels are black. So I already know that you got cheap brakes or, you know, you pad slapped it and put a cheap pad on there. Whatever. Well, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with any of it. But buying cheap stuff and then wanting perfection, it's just not reasonable. Another uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, 4813, another, you know, another little spot there. Um, going on Zinc Plant Road or going to the BP. So I'm going to call it the BP. Do you know that's actually Cumberland Drive still? Oh, really? Right in front of... It is, isn't it? That's let, right. Let me confirm that. But I know where you're talking about. Everybody knows 4813 goes... It's 4813 Cumberland Drive. I think it's one of those... We're in the South. All our roads meld together. Fuck. I don't even know. But 4813 literally goes almost to Florida, if I ain't mistaken. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. So... Whenever you're coming from Riverside or from the bypass or from Cumberland Drive. So back in the day, in the 90s, when you're turning from, when you're coming from Riverside onto 4813 in front of the marina, which was then the fairgrounds, that, there, that lane that turns into the fairgrounds was actually the lane that was 4813. Like you didn't, it's one of those lanes that you don't stop at. It was one of those side-by-side -side lanes. Like it wasn't a merge lane. It was the lane to go on to 48. And then there was a one turn lane coming from the bypass onto 4813. So you just turned in together and then you would get over to the left if you wanted to go straight or you'd stay to the right to turn on to, or to turn on to zinc plant. Well, growing up, I've always remembered, I've I pretty much always remembered the BP being there. It's the BP and BP Subway. For those of you that know that it's Exxon now, it's an Exxon with Subway in it next to the new Riverbend Wine and Spirits and all that stuff. FYI, it is called the BP for us true across the riverians. Okay, so regardless of what they call the road, it's still State Route 13 or State Route 4813. Yeah. But it's Cumberland Drive all the way down... To, until it's in front of uh, the gas station. Yeah. So when you look up Liberty Park. Oh, it's you know, Cumberland park, Drive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so-and-so Cumberland Drive. I'm like, so anyways, Weird. when you're coming off 4813, a.k.a. Cumberland Drive. Yes. And you're turning right down the right yield going down zinc plant to approach the zinc plant bridge. Right. People like to turn left into the BP. From the yield. From the yield. 
So hold on. Let me put this in perspective. You got loaded truck drivers coming from the zinc plant. What are they loaded with? Oh, I think zinc's the third heaviest metal. Um, not only that, as a byproduct of making zinc, you make sulfuric acid. So there's loaded sulfuric acid tankers, 80,000 pound GVWR coming off that hill from the bridge down to the light. All right. There is two lanes sitting there on zinc plant road, turning left onto 4813, or you can go straight across Cumberland Drive, a.k.a. 4013, to go into Southern Parkway, which goes into the Greenland Southern Hills and Greenland Farms area. Right. And the gas station's right there. It's an Exxon now, but again, us true across the riverians call it the BP and the BP (laughs) subway. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're going to go to the BP or the Exxon, if you're going to go to the gas station on the corner of Zinc Plant and Cumberland Drive and or 4813... Why would you not just go straight and turn right into the gas station? Without impeding any type of traffic. Like there's people stacked up ready to turn left onto 48. And or- then you've got people stacked up in the, in the yield lane. And then if anybody's coming right there from 48, if they use the Which, light. by to- the way, you can turn left at 4813 straight onto zinc plant, turning left at the light. Yeah. yeah. And you, that's why the yield's even there in the first place. That's too much going on right there. Why would you turn into the gas station right there for all Is it of illegal? You- no, it's not illegal. But common sense tells us and not impeding traffic to in- cause inconvenience for everyone else around you. I'm trying not to get, I promise I wouldn't get overly excited and like yell into the microphone this episode because this is like one of my big things. It's a pet peeve. It is a pet fucking peeve. Use your brain, you guys. Use your damn brain. Go straight. If you get caught in the light, oh my fucking God, you still would have sat in that goddamn traffic right there and impeded even more people. Well, Just as soon as the, the light, light turns green, then you, you don't have to right. be worried about being re- rear-ended as you're turning because you're everybody's just taking off. So and you, you can, can literally just pull into the gas station. Merge right into the gas station like normal, like a normal fucking person. But no, person. here's what happens. Here's what happens. You have a car coming down 4813, a.k.a. Cumberland Drive, Moving south, going towards Montgomery Central. Yes, going towards Zinc Plant Road Yield. Okay, so they're on the yield. They're turning right on the yield. Yes, they're turning right on the yield. And then there's people coming that are stacking up at the light. And then when they go to turn left from the yield into the gas station, they can't turn left because there's somebody coming oncoming going down to hit the light at zinc plant at the end of zinc plant road they're coming to hit the red light there and they can't turn left what does that do everybody else that's coming down the yield has to slam on the brakes including people that are actually that you're actually yielding to they're supposed to have right away they now have to stop going turning because you know because they turn left from 4813 going to zinc plant road like they, everybody's supposed to yield to them, and now they have to stop. It makes no sense to me. You're, I love you. I love happens? you guys. You're stupid. You're stupid for doing that. You are stupid for turning left into the BP off of Zinc Plant Road. Stupid, Exxon. stupid, stupid. Same Exxon, whatever. It's you're stupid for turning into the gas station to the left on Zinc Plant Road. Go straight through the light. 
at zinc plant 4813 and turn right into the gas station. You will not impede traffic. You will get to the gas station. There's a left-hand lane. They could go around you. If they don't really want to slow down for you turning yeah. right into the gas station. They can go around you in the left-hand lane. Yeah, they can Come on around. now. We, they just widened it, you guys, just for you. Y'all bitched and complained about it. You got it. Use it. I mean, okay, so the road that cuts through from the bypass, it's Glendale. The road is Glendale. It cuts it's, from the bypass, and yes. it's the back way to go into the Lowe's. And it's parallel. On Madison. Yes, it's parallel to uh, Vista Lane, mm-hmm. which has a Exxon. Is it Exxon, Marathon, or BP now? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's an Exxon, too. Is it an Exxon? Yeah. Are you sure it's not a Marathon? It might be. It's some. It's an Exxon Marathon BP well, subsidiary. It's a gas station. It's a gas station. It right used to next be the BP to, too. <laughs> uh, the New Holland Tractor dealership there. Yes. Um. And Lee's Automotive is right there on the corner. Yes. Right and across Lee's from Surf Pro. Right. Yes. So, if if you're going that way, everybody turns in that way, which you're not even really supposed to, by the way. If you want to really look into it, you're not supposed to to cut through neighborhoods. They're not really. You're not supposed to. Everybody does. Everybody does it. But if you're turning left there to cut back in through there to go to Madison Street or Chick-fil-A or Lowe's or whatever's right at the end of Madison Street. Uh, Kroger. Publix. Kroger, Publix, all the so things. Yeah. you cut through Glendale and whatever. That's just which way you go. Now, if you're coming back the other way, let's just say you're coming back down Glendale and you're heading towards the bypass, okay? The bypass... It's 50 miles an hour. Nobody does 50. What are they doing? 55, 60? Oh, yeah. They're doing 55 or 60, and it's a state route road, too. And it goes to a, a connector. It goes to an interstate connector, and it connects. It's 41A. It's 41A alternate. So it's a. It's literally a major highway. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. It's a major highway. So you're coming down Glendale coming from Lowe's and you're going down Glendale and you're meeting, you're driving down to the end of Glendale and you're about to go up to the bypass 41, a alternate Ashland city highway is what that's Ashland city road, not highway Ashland Ashland city, City, Ashland city road. Okay. There has been people known in the, in the middle of rush hour traffic to turn, to try to turn left there. Oh my God. If y'all don't start going over to Vista lane when they have a whole ass left turn lane over there, Again, y'all are stupid. You're stupid for that one, too. Like I you're you cannot make, change my mind. You're going to make 30 cars wait behind you. To I've turn counted left. 30 cars. Oh, there. yeah, to turn counted, left yes. when you could have gone to Vista Lane and gotten out 15 cars ahead. In the turning lane and got immersed in the, in the traffic. In the left turning lane that it offers at the end of the road on Vista Lane. Stop turning left on Glendale onto the bypass. Stop it. That You're stupid. Stop it. I'm thinking that in places like those two mentioned, Glendale and um, Zinc Plant, Zinc Plant, the yield going on to Zinc Plant. Yep. I think they should put a a do not enter from that side. Basically, if you go down, no left turn. It's not even that. No no left left turn turn into the gas station. Yes, no left turn into the gas station. No left turn here. But you know where they put no left turn at? Turning into Walmart from. Madison Street. Oh, that first turn in where it says do not enter that way? It says do not enter there. I'm like, what? We need that sign. Like, what? We need that sign down Madison, down uh Well, and the there's bypass. another one. There's also another left-hand turn that I don't like either that I think people are stupid for. College Street. 
If you turn oh, right man, onto college, that, that pisses me off too. You turn right onto College Street from Riverside Drive and you go up the hill, you get to the top of the hill and someone wants to turn left onto North fucking 2nd Street and impede all that fucking so traffic. So everybody's sitting on a hill already. Already sitting on a hill and now they have to wait on a hill to try to go through that no, green they, line. they may not get, you're not getting through that light. No. If, you're, if somebody's turning in front of you, you're not yeah. getting through and that light. And I don't light. think that has a left arrow light why did no. you not turn left at the stop sign before you went up the hill to turn right onto jefferson street to get out left you can get out left at the jefferson street super easy easy, easy. that's an easy left turn do I they do it gps no. probably says to do it and it's not illegal to do it it's not that it's not illegal but it's stupid you, mm-hmm. you look stupid you're impeding traffic you're you're not using your common and sense. now there's the event center to your right oh. there is shelby's trio to your left there is the college is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, there's a lot of businesses up and down North Second. Just like there's no just left a turn lot there. of stuff going on down that's at the outskirts of downtown. Yes. I say no I think there should be a no left turn there. No left turn there, but it isn't illegal. And yes. I bet you GPS tells you to go right down there and turn left. Right. Right. But again, then I we need our state and our city people to put in the the work orders for Google Maps. <laughs> You know, saying, hey, you need to redirect updates. people. Updates. They need to have the yeah. updates to it. Just like the big trucks not needing to go in there. But guess what? They have to go there. They have to turn there. Why? Because you got to get uh, product and you have to get um, uh, stock for Shelby's Trio. You have to get stock for the restaurants downtown. You got to get stock for the um, the impact, for the arena downtown. You have to get big trucks downtown. I think they can actually come up one of the side roads, which is like, what would that be? Not Spring Street, but the one across the way. Um, Main Street. That's called Main Street. That's Main Street. No, that's not Main Street. What is that? Is it Main Street? I don't know what the name of that road is, if I'm being honest with you. South 2nd? No, that's First Street. South 2nd. First Street? It is First Street, isn't it? First Street. I think it is First Street. So they, I do believe they've been coming in off of Riverside, going up jefferson and hitting that road and coming in if i i've seen a truck do that they, right. they went to the big in the big center there right because they can turn right they can they, they don't have to turn into but what it. we're referring to, to is the guy that was uh um killed at the um inter, at, right there at the corner of uh college and riverside because of a big truck pulling pulling through going through there and, and cutting that curb um, but I mean, it's just, it's little common sense things like that. Like, why would you turn left on Glendale? Why would you turn left at the zinc plant to get into the gas station? And why would you turn left on college street going on to North second when there's no, there's no lights for it. There are no lights. There you just are no, have a green light. You, you just know. have a green light or a stop sign at Glendale. It's a stop sign at Glendale and it's a yield lane on zinc plant. But if you have no actual turning lane or some sort of like functionality to it, Why? Well, you're meant, you're leaving out too that the College Street one, going turning right from Riverside up College. Yes, and then you're approaching left on the north. a hill on both sides of that intersection. Like coming down College, going straight down to Riverside, you're going up a hill, and then coming from you're damn sure on a hill on that side, coming up next to the center. Yeah. So you're you have to crest that hill all the way up. You're in the middle of that intersection. Before you know if anybody's coming or not. So you're in the middle of the intersection with your blinker turned on. And, and no there's other people way to behind. Go it, there's no other way to go around. And there's people. You're, and then when the lights change, you got to go. Because if you don't go, you're in the middle of the intersection. 
blocking an intersection, stop turning left onto North 2nd from college, stop turning left into the gas station from Zinc Plant, and stop, for the love of God, stop turning left on Glendale. Okay, so what is your opinion of... It's uh, a strong one. <laughs> Just kidding. No, what is your opinion about quitting time, everybody stacking up in the right-hand lane, turning down the yield from Riverside onto Cumberland Drive, a.k.a. 4813? What is your position on that? I'm just so confused. Because the right lane stacks up from there. All the way past college. It's College Street. Yeah, it's all the college way up to college. Street. And everybody's in the right-hand lane. Y'all get in the left-hand lane and take up those lanes and get just keep moving. Move. Move. Don't You don't have to speed. Just fucking move. You know what everybody forgets about that I do quite often? What? Turn right at the at the light. Turn right at the light on two forty eight. That he goes and I do it sometimes too. When you can turn right on red, there there's no sign that says you can't. There's no there's no sign that says no right on red. You can turn right on red or turn right. Um, because the turning lane from the bypass, the two turning lanes, mind you, there used to be only be one. Um, the two turning lanes on the bypass, you can't turn left. Like you can't turn left unless you have a green arrow. Mm-hmm. And that means that the oncoming lanes are stopped. They have a red light. So guess what? If you have a green light on Riverside going up to the bypass, guess what you can do? You can turn right onto 4813 without ever having to sit in that line. And you've just cut everyone. You want to know why? Because they're stupid. Okay. So Clarksville cheat code. It's quitting time. And you're one of the people that have to go down Riverside Drive in the right hand lane. And you got to sit there and sit there. And sometimes something happens. You, really, so I've seen people sit there for 30 minutes. And it's not often, but it does happen. It's always going to be traffic there, though. Not little, without the extension from little, 149 to 104 or to 374. But, you know, let me just put that in there, too. Right. It would alleviate a lot of the traffic. But Clarksville cheat code letting you in on something. Get in the left-hand lane, drive all the way down Riverside until you get to the light at Cumberland Drive and the bypass. In other words, you're sitting there in front of Gary Matthews at the light at the end of Riverside Drive, what they call Riverside Drive. If you're in in the left-hand lane, all you have to do is right past the yield where everybody's stacked up, merge over into the right-hand lane. There's never anybody there. If you come up to a red light, obviously make sure nobody's coming. If the light's green, turn right on to Cumberland Drive, a.k.a. 4813. You're going to pass about 50 to 75 cars on a good day. I just that makes the most sense to me. Um, that was a that was a big one that that it's not illegal. Place, it's not illegal. It doesn't say not. It does not say no right turn on red like it does now. Mind you. <laughs> What, how many years has that been no right on red now? I don't even, even remember. Even if it was no right on red and you had to wait till a green light, you're still passing 50 cars. Oh, yeah. Um, so there is a new sign, and I, it's, I say new. It's, it's been there for a, a couple of years, maybe, on college. It's from University Avenue to college. There is, it used to be able to turn right on red right there and everybody would go through the crosswalk that's right they don't do right on they said there is no right on red right there anymore because you know students were getting hit 
from everybody turning right and they weren't allowing them to walk to get to class. Well, now there is no right on red. And I've been honked at a few times and I pull my hand out the window and look at the sign. It says no fucking right on red. I am not about to get pulled over. Fuck y'all. Read your signs. It's not hard to look up and read. Oh, you're looking at your phone? Go figure. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. I saw the sign. But yeah, it doesn't, they're not paying attention because the signs... Okay, so if you're sitting on University Avenue in the right-hand lane and you're about to turn right from University onto College Street, there is a crosswalk there. And there is a sign on the opposite side of the road. And it's big. It's a big sign. And it says, no turn on red. No right turn on red is what it says. People still don't get it. They blow a horn at you like, hey, man, why ain't you going? Nope. Says it right there. No right turn on red. You just point to the sign and then they read it and it dawns on them. And then they're like, when did they put that there? Yeah, it's been there. There's people that are like that still to this day. I don't even know that. I didn't even look at that sign. I think You can see their mouth say it in your rear mirror if you're paying attention. Yeah. They're like, why did they put that there? um, A realtor acquaintance of mine figured it out about a couple months ago. <laughs> She's like, I didn't even look up. I'd never, I didn't even pay attention to that sign. I always just knew it was right on red. Not, not anymore, sis. Oh man. Not Be anymore, careful. sis. You got to look at your signs, hun. That's my big my, middle lane. Look at your signs, look in your mirrors, pay attention. Use Do your signals. you know how much of a percentage, a percentage of whose fault it was that those college kids got hit? Oh, I'm going to definitely say the college kids, and I'm going to tell you why. No, it's no, it's not. Really? No, it's exactly one half, 50-50. The people that are turning right on to College Street that that disregarded the crosswalk, that there was 50% of them that said, I got right. I got right on red. I'm Sia. Even when that sign wasn't there. I don't know how long ago it's been. It's been a while. It's been a couple of years. But exactly 50% of that said, oh, I got right on red. I'm going to go. Did they think to look at somebody's about to start walking across the road right next to them? Or they're already starting to walk across the road and they haven't quite made it to the far side yet? But the kids are doing what, Amber, when they cross the road? Every time I walk, every fucking time we get to those lights, they are looking straight down at their phones at a leisurely fucking pace, not looking up. Not paying attention. Okay, so they are saying by looking at their phones, what are they saying? They they don't care. To me, it's they're saying they don't care. They're trusting. They are trusting motor vehicles to not hit them. They're hey, you can go to school all you want to, honey. Train that brain, but if you ain't got no common sense, it's not going to do you any good. Well, if you're a flat spot on the side of College Street and those pretty Austin P bricks, where did you really go? Where'd Again, you really go? You can train your brain all you want to. That common sense. Come on now. So once again, it's your responsibility to look up and go, oh shit, there's a truck turning right here and they're not, they don't see me. I got to stop walking. They didn't do that. And they here- were in their Facebook walking across 
And then the truck said, oh, and you know where the truck guy's looking? You know where the car guys are looking? That are They're looking right? this way. They're looking down college towards the center. They're looking down college looking towards to Riverside. To make sure they don't get hit by a vehicle without ever turning right to make sure they're, they're not hitting a child. Or straight or forward. Or straight. They're not looking straight forward. There's not a road across the street. They're not looking straight forward to see if there's anybody coming walking at them that they could eclipse as soon as they turn. Like, so... The driver's not looking, and they're not paying attention, even though they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. And the person walking, the student, the teacher, whoever's there. They're too busy with their face in their phone walking. And I'm like, dude, look up. Pay attention. Okay, so they're both at fault. Even though the pedestrian obviously has right away as far as the law goes. Yeah. But I don't know about you, but I don't want the law to be the only thing that saves my legs from being able to use them again. You know? Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things like, do you know that taking off from a green light, if you get T-boned and you have a green light, do you realize what percentage of it is your fault? Hmm. It's the same. If you're taking off from a green light and you're the main car ahead, yeah, it's also up to you to look to see if somebody else is running a I red pause. light. When I, I don't know what it is. I've always been like that. I, and you know what it was? It's 4813. Coming out of 4813 to turn left onto... It's coming out of zinc plant to turn left onto 4813 to go into Clarksville. A.K.A. Cumberland Drive. Yes. Um, when you're turning left there, these big semis and trucks would always run that red light. Always run the red light. Almost every time I sat there at that light, they would run that red light. So I hesitate. I hesitate about two seconds and make sure no one's flying through the light and then go. I don't necessarily take off immediately. I kind of hesitate a little bit, but then I take off, you know, if there's no traffic in front of me. Um, that one, I just try to be safe. I try to be as safe as possible, but I also try to drive aggressively, especially when I'm in traffic because I know I know other people aren't paying attention, so I have to pay attention. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying about taking off from a green light. Yeah. If you take off from a green light and you get T-boned, it wasn't 100% the other person's fault. Even though they ran a red light, on law, on paper it is, it's the 100% right. that person's fault. But you should have fault. also looked to make sure no one else was coming through that light. You know, brake failure could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah, what if the guy had a brake failure? What if, you know, what if he had a stroke? What if the car is perfectly sound? And the guy driving has a stroke. And what does he do? He hits the gas pedal at a red light. And you're like, whatever, I got a green light, I'm going. You literally just trusted a machine with your life. Just the same way the college kid trusted that everybody would obey the traffic laws. Mm -mm. With your life. Not with $20. With your, your life. life. Right. It, that's just crazy. So here's my takeaway from all of this. Please, please, please pay attention. Pay attention to your surroundings. Stop looking at your phone when you're driving. Stop looking. Stop being on your phone when you're driving. Put it in a holder. Get your GPS up. Put your music on and then just drive. You don't need all that stuff. Do not Head. endanger mine or my child's life because you're stupid. Head on a swivel. Look around. Always 360 view. Always look in your mirrors, your rearview mirror. Look out ahead of you. Look to the side of you everything the vehicles that are starting to break for people now and like let people know that there's people beside them and all that it's making people lazier all day all day Don't it's be making lazy. people lazier it's making them 
it's trying to turn good drivers out of bad drivers and it's trying to do it with automation and machines, but machines and computers make an M word, just like we make an M word. Humans make mistakes and computers and machines, they make M words too, but they're not called mistakes. They're called malfunctions. Yep. So if a moth is on that sensor and it says somebody's beside you and there's not, and you never get into that lane to avoid something and you end up rear ending somebody because there was a, a, a ladybug on that sensor. Right. So it's just pay attention to your surroundings. Don't speed in parking lots. Um, Mythbusters already proved. I don't know if anybody's ever watched Mythbusters before, but like the whole narrative, if you drive faster, you're going to get there faster. Yeah, it's not true. It's been debunked. You can't get there by driving any faster. You have to disregard every single traffic rule. You can't follow any traffic rules at all for you to actually get there um, quicker, you know? Like I was saying, don't speed in parking lots, but get on the interstate at, a, at, at, at speed. Like, can we do that? Can, you, can we flip-flop what we're doing here? Slow down in parking lots. Get on the interstate at speed. Please and thank you. Let people pass you on the left. Instead of the right, do not make left turns onto zinc. Don't make left turns from zinc plant to the Exxon. Do not make a left turn on college to North Second. And do not make a left turn on Glendale. Like, just don't do it. Make a left turn onto Glendale. Don't make a left turn pulling off of Glendale onto the bypass. Onto the bypass. Don't turn left from Glendale to the bypass. Don't do that. Go to Vista Lane where there's a left turn lane area just for that reason. And if you are pulling out of a business that has an exit that comes out very close to an intersection, try to go with grain. Don't try to go against the grain. If you're very close to an intersection, don't try to turn left out over literally two six, lanes in no, a in a six in a lanes of traffic. Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Don't no, it's do six that. lanes of traffic. Don't do that. Don't turn left into six lanes of traffic in the middle of an intersection, aka McDonald's and Riverside. Don't do it. McDonald's, Arby's, and that's it, right? Is that what's next to each other? Well, they're real close to that intersection. Yeah, don't do that. Don't turn left out of there. Even if you have to turn the opposite way of the way you're trying to go, to go down and turn around, if you can do so safely and make it home to your family, Mm -hmm. that would be much better to do than trying to just catch a gap and then just flooring it and gunning it out in the middle of everybody. (sighs) Man, that's, uh, that's dangerous. It's so dangerous. Be courteous. Don't block intersections. Turn your headlights on when it's raining. It's little things like this that will make the world so much better. So, yeah. We didn't cover traffic all the way, though. There's no way. Oh, no, we didn't because we didn't get motorcycles in there at all. Yeah, so covering motorcycles real quick. Oh, oh, no. We'll 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 do it briefly. Okay. We'll do it briefly. I'm all about trying to save somebody's life regardless of what kind of vehicle they're in. I'm sorry, in a motorcycle, you don't have special privilege. Nope. All my but I ride motorcycles. People know I ride motorcycles. Um, I'm not giving anybody on the road special privilege. Sorry. Uh, I hold you to a higher standard. Yeah, if you're riding a motorcycle, you have an endorsement on your license. You're you're expected to be able to drive you two wheels versus four wheels. Well, you should have a license. I know yeah. quite a few uh, that don't. Some people that don't, but those, there's a lot of guys that don't have a license, but they can still ride. Mm-hmm. But then you have guys splitting lanes and, and 
riding wheelies. And don't get me wrong, splitting lanes is legal. It's it, like we said, turning left onto these roads are legal. Splitting lanes is legal. Should you do it? Well, eh. you're trusting. You're trusting other people with your life. Remember that. Remember that. I'm sorry. It's a sore subject because a lot of people have lost people to motorcycles. You're right. It is a sore subject. Okay, but sometimes it's unavoidable. But when you're doing a wheelie down Riverside, it's avoidable. When you're you're acting like a fool on the interstate, splitting lanes, doing 100 miles an hour in between cars that are six inches apart, you're flirting with death. That's what you're doing. I have no respect for you at all. I have no respect for you on this road. So, I mean, it's just motorcycles. You know, it's... Don't run over your motorcycle, guys. Don't get too close to them. Don't rear in them at red lights. Absolutely. Keep your... keep your Look twice, you save a life. Uh, I, mm-hmm. Look twice, save a life. But also look twice for cars. Because look, if you pull out in front of a concrete mixer, you're toast. You may not, you may kill the motorcycle guy, but the next time you pull out and it might be a 130,000 pound special permit concrete truck and they could plow you over and, and you're dead. Then there's a cross on the side of the road. Right. Like we, and you need to be, to seeing, yes. You know? And that's another thing we didn't talk about either was big trucks, like dump trucks. Cause we have quite a few right here, especially on craft street, you know, being respectful of them. They're doing a job. They're having, they have jobs to do. They're building your buildings. They're, they're laying your foundations for your houses, uh, they're, they're they're not doing, riding around going right. to Coles and and uh, Trader uh, Joe's. They're not doing. They're not leisurely <laughs> hanging out. They're working. They're doing and building things and helping getting that foundation for you. Be respectful of them. Don't don't cut in front of them. They, they can't cannot stop. stop. They can't stop. They can't stop. And if you pull out in front of them, they have to do the best they can do. You and know, if they're loaded, they're 60,000 pounds. 80,000. No, technically some of these trucks aren't supposed to be 80. They're only supposed to be 60, but let, we won't go there. Those concrete trucks have a special permit that can weigh 130,000 pounds. The concrete can, but not not these dump trucks. The, these dump trucks have a 60,000 pound. They're supposed to stay in between like the 50,000 and 70,000 pounds. Whenever I drove a tri-axle 357 Peterbilt for a local company, my total weight leaving was 74.5. Mm-hmm. 74,500 right. pounds. Yep. And I, I'm just saying 60,000 pounds, that's what that's one of their minimum loads. That's a light load. That's know? a minimum load. And so they're going 60 to 80,000 pounds. You're you're cutting them off and they're doing a job where you're just fucking off or you're late because you're an idiot? <laughs> Get out. That is so disrespectful. So disrespectful. I hope that I hope that's not your family in there. I hope that that's not your dad. That's not your uncle. That's not your mom. That's not your grandpa. That's not somebody in that truck that accidentally killed someone because that person was stupid. Mm-hmm. I I hope that it's never anybody close to you. I've had a couple of close calls when I like I said, reverting back to whenever I was a truck driver, I was loaded in the eighty thousand pound class. That's where I I drove around. Half the time I was in that truck, it weighed eighty close to eighty thousand pounds, and I had a close call. Car pulled right in front of me. It actually disappeared under my hood, and I was waiting for impact. And it that car I was able to actually accelerate, and then it came back out from underneath my hood, and I was able to see it. And I thought, wow, that person if they would have hit the brakes instead of the gas, they would have been toast or at least badly injured. Well, and like, and, you know, and, you know, we were in the F-800 going to Kentucky to go pick up my mom's car. 
Remember that guy on Fort oh Campbell? Oh my gosh, man. He had some retired mil- military tags on his thing and then he cut us off like we're in an we're in a semi tractor trailer truck. We're in a road tractor truck. Cut us off. Mind you, we have air brakes and we weren't loaded, so we were able to slow down and brake. But what happened if we were loaded? Well, he started, I, I don't even know why, he threw his hand up. I blew and, the horn. Oh, yeah, he blew his horn and he threw his hand up, like, whatever. And then I was like, dude, what the hell is your problem? Well, then he started digging around for his gun and I pulled my gun out. And I was like, dude, like, you're cute. You're super cute. No one cares. And then he pulled on to base. So... Check out your people on base. So, I mean, check out those people. I know you got, no, we've got things going on, you know, but don't be stupid. Like, really? The end of the day, that little Titan would have just folded up underneath that poor truck. You right. Know I mean? And like, then it would have been his fault because I would have gotten out my cam. I'd, I'd had my camera out saying, no, dude, he cut us off. He started cussing and then he braked and then we ran over him. And now look at this. Yeah. He hit his brakes and I hit mine, but I couldn't come to a safe enough stop. Because he cut me off not safely. So it's they call it a swoop and a squat or something like that. It's like a, one of the tactics they use to get insurance money. It's it's like a swoop and a squat. And basically, you swerve in front of somebody and slam on the brakes without, and you do it real suddenly to where they could never react in enough time. And you're collecting insurance money because in Tennessee, which it's not 100% irrefutable, but if you hit somebody in the rear end in Tennessee, most it's of the time it's your, your fault. fault. But if you have dash cam footages, it starts to get a little gray area. <laughs> well, and that's the thing now. You, we've got video footage of everything. We can record anything and everything at any time. Hell, if you're going to be on your phone, fucking record shit. Or have dash cams. We've, yeah. We've, we've noticed people with dash cams. But yeah, we just didn't want to leave anything out. If there's anything we left out, uh, we like feedback. Just message us or leave a comment on the podcast or Reach out to us some kind of way and let us know, but we're well, going to wrap this one up. Yep. And if you get onto our um, Feral, Feral's podcast on Instagram, I have the link tree up. You can get us on all of our personal social medias. Um, that's Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, TikTok, all the things. You can get us there. We're on Apple Podcast. Um, I'll have, uh, I'm learning how to do merch. So we'll have some t shirts and hats available for you to purchase here soon. And, uh, yeah, just follow us. Keep listening. And we hope you enjoy this bonus episode for traffic. Thank you for listening. Love you. Bye. Thanks, William.